Welcome to the Case by Case Basis Podcast. We don't always agree with black people or white people, Democrats, Republicans, conservatives, liberals, gay, straight. We just take the information that we have been given, look at it, evaluate it, make a decision on how we feel about it on a case by case basis because that's what we think everyone should do. I was watching First Take today and, uh, you know, they had several takes on uh, different things on the show, you know. Regular show, you know, uh, I don't watch it as much as I used to. I really don't have time. But, you know, today, you know, I I didn't have a meeting until later on uh, in the morning. So I figured I'd just watch the show. You know, it's kind of entertaining to me. And it was an interesting take today. So it's something very interesting. Now, let me start off by saying earlier this week, or maybe it was last week, Rashad Mendenhall got into a little hot water with some people in the media because he said he is sick of average white guys commenting on football. He said, you guys can't even play football. And uh, he said, we should just have a black guys versus white guys uh, Pro Bowl. And uh, JJ, JJ Watt, you know, he had a funny take on, he said, yeah, we'll get cooked at the, at the cornerback position because we don't have anyone that will be able to stick uh, or stay with uh, Tyreek Hill. So, you know, it was just funny. But, you know, you had some people in the media, you know, who took offense to that. You know, he's just sick of average white guys uh, commenting on football. Now, I made several segments saying that there was a time when the media had the only megaphone and the only microphone. So only their take would uh, be heard by the masses. And a lot of people in the media seems like they're still used to that. So when someone comes back at them, they get in their feelings and they start yelling. You know, I mentioned Stephen A. Smith with, with, with different takes and things like that. You know, and, you know, that's probably not Stephen A. Smith because he's been in the social media world for a long time. But anyway, you guys will see what I'm getting at. Now, what made me think of that was I was watching the show today. And they were talking about John Morant. Now, John Morant had a, I mean, he had a huge game last night. Uh, He dropped like 30-something points. I think he had like nine assists. He had the game-winning shot. First game back from a 25-game suspension. I mean, he went off. And as he was running off the court, he said, I keep receipts, I keep receipts. Now, Stephen A. Smith you know, gave his take on, you know, whatever I keep receipts means, you know, I hope he was talking about me or or, or whatever he was saying. Jay Williams is saying, yeah, I hope he uses this as fuel. You know, uh, you know, of course, Steve May Smith chimed in again saying, hey, you know what? Uh, You know, if he's keeping receipts, he needs to keep receipts for his boys, stuff like this. But Mike, I'm sorry, uh, Chris Russo had a different take. Now, he says that it seems like he doesn't want to take responsibility for his actions. You know, you put yourself in this situation. Why are you keeping receipts? And uh, Jay Williams tried to nicely push back and say, hey, no, that's not what he meant. But, you know, he just kept going. You know, Chris Russo just kept saying, hey, you know, no, you know, uh, you bought this on yourself. You did this to yourself. No, there's no one else to blame. And he's like, yo, that's not what it means. So, you know, they, they, they got into a little, you know, back and forth. You know, it's a debate show. So, you know, no one got angry. No one started screaming. No one started going off or anything like that. 
you know, Stephen A. Smith tried to mediate a little bit and say, hey, I see what uh, Chris uh, Chris is saying. I see what Jay, I see what you're saying. But that's something that you would say and things like that. Molly said, hey, but you know what? Maybe it's this or maybe it's that. But this is my take on it. That's sort of what Rashad Mendenhall was talking about. And a lot of guys have spoken about this in the past. There was a time when there were black, a lot of black athletes on the field, but there were mostly white guys writing about it. So the black guys would be doing something on the field or they would say something. And then you have white guys trying to explain what they meant, even though, and that's what happened. That's what it looked like happened on the set today. Of, of first take. Now I'm not. I'm not saying. I, let me just throw this out there. I'm not saying Chris, Chris the Mad Dog Russo is is racist or anything like that. But that's what usually happened back in the day. Is that black guys would say something or they would do something, and then white guys would explain it, and then the 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 uh, the masses would just run with what the white guy said. Oh yeah, this is what he meant. And that's I believe what. Uh, Rashad Mendenhall was saying that he was sick, sick of now. If you want to know what he really meant, it, it, it was pretty straightforward what he meant. What I'm saying is that a lot of times what happens is white guys will say something and everybody else will run with it. And all of a sudden, this guy is being painted as someone who doesn't want to take responsibility for his actions. That's not what he meant. But if... Chris Russo was the only one with a mic. Or if there was other white, if there was no other black people on the set, that would have been the narrative. Right there. Same thing happened. Uh, I mean, it happened in 1968. Now, of course, you can't blame Chris Russo for what happened in 1968. What was he, nine years old? But no. When John Carlos and Tommy Smith raised their fist in the air, you had black guys on the podium. You had white guys writing about it. I mean, I believe Brent Musburger rent something, said something saying that they look like stormtroopers or something like that. So a lot of black athletes, this is when they became sick of the media. Because the media would paint them, would paint us, I should say, in a light and they wouldn't know what they were talking about. Right. This morning, Christian Mad Dog Russo had no idea what he was talking about. And even when you had these two black guys on the set trying to explain to him, no, that's not what that means. He still went on. I'll give you guys another example. I'm going to uh, give you guys a scenario. Now, I'm 55 years old. So I remember when certain slang words that are being said today meant something different than when I was growing up. And I'll give you guys a perfect example. If let's just say we were in a crowd and you had four or five guys that are just talking and they're all saying the same thing. Yeah, yeah, this, 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 whatever, whatever they're saying. And then somebody in their 20s or 30s came up and said, man, those dudes are capping. Yo, they capping. Me, coming from where I come from, if I hear they capping, I'm ducking. I'm hitting the ground. I'm like, whoa, 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 I, I didn't hit nothing, but whoa. Because 
Capping when I was growing up meant that they were shooting. Capping now means that you're lying. So it would be like if those guys said, yo, nah, nah, I just meant they was lying. And I came out and I said, you know what? Nah, that's not what it means. It means that you're shooting. That's not what it means anymore. You see what I'm saying? And if I was the only one out there and somebody said, hey, they're capping. And I just ran with it and went to my newspaper. And the only and the, the, the only way that the masses got to hear what happened around that that group, they I would have wrote, yeah, they were shooting, but somebody said they were shooting. Now, what would the narrative have been if it happened in that area? Last night, they were shooting in that area, but that's not what happened. What happened was somebody was lying, and that's what they were saying. That's what happened on the, on the set this morning. One guy was trying to push a narrative, and the other guys were trying to say, that's not what he said. He said something, what, what you're saying he said had nothing to do with what he said. Nothing. But, you know, I guess he's used to another, uh, and, he, and you know, he has a different audience too. So if he goes on his show and says what he said, a lot of people on his show who listen to his show on Sirius, X, on Sirius XM will say, hey, this guy doesn't want to take responsibility for his actions because he said, I keep receipts, I keep receipts. They're like, nah, this is, where'd you get that from? Hey, that's what he said. That's what, that's what Christa Maddor Russo said. And instead of everybody just getting on... Everybody who knows exactly what he was saying, Molly knew exactly what he was saying, Stephen A. Smith knew exactly what he was saying, and Jay Williams was the only one who was pushing back. If everybody would have said, nah, hold up, man, no, that's not what he was saying, man. That's not what he was saying. What he was saying was, I keep receipts, I keep receipts. I remember what y'all said. And now y'all going to see, I'm going to use what y'all said as fuel and I'm going to really get back at all y'all. That's, that's basically what he was saying. Him not wanting to take responsibility for his actions had nothing to do with it. But what do y'all think? You know, if you guys put it in the comments. Do you think I'm wrong? Because I, I, I just explained it. And may, maybe I'm overreacting. Could be. I don't know. I don't think I am. But and let me just say this, and I'll end it right here. I don't, I don't know if it was in, if it was intentionally done by um, by Chris Russo. I don't I don't think so. And maybe he did think that he doesn't want to take responsibility for his actions. But if you do think he doesn't want to take responsibility for his actions, that's not what he was saying when he was running off the court. Maybe you need to new, use another example. And I, I I don't see him as being that way right now. I'm seeing him as a guy who lost 25 game checks. And he's probably ticked off about that. I, I know I would be, especially if I was making the money that he was making. I mean, you know, let's just say he's making $25 million a year and you lose 25 games. Man, that's 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 more than a quarter of your check. I mean, you lose you lose over seven million, seven and a half million dollars or whatever. It's a lot of hey. That's a lot of money. I don't care how much money you have, man. If, 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 if I'm making $25 million a year and somebody take a quarter of it, 
I am ticked off just because, I, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, the optics look bad. I understand why he got suspended, but I would be ticked off. That's all I'm saying. But you see how the media twists your words. Even if you're clear, you're clearly not saying what they said you said. But the fact that they can say it and they have an audience that's listening. Now there's a different, totally different narrative that you had nothing to do with. Comment if you think I'm wrong. Anyway, podcasts can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, as well as Spotify. Please give me five stars on Apple Podcasts, as well as like, follow, please share, and subscribe. There are three subscription levels on Spotify if you guys want to support the channel. Thank you guys for listening. Please stay tuned for the What's In My Mind segment of the show. Thanks. Stay tuned for the What's On My Mind segment of the show where I give commentary on sports, politics, religion, or whatever happens to be on my mind at the time. I thank you guys for listening and stay tuned. Okay, what's on my mind? I'm going to piggyback off of what I said in the first segment. And the reason I want to do that is because I didn't give just do to one part of the segment and it needs to be explored more now basically the first segment was about how there was a time and they still have they still have people in the sports media who were used to being used to the dynamic being white sports journalists and black people on the field Now, before people say anything, oh, there were white people on the field. Y'all know what I'm talking about. I just, I'm not going to get too deep into that. And I'm not going to, you know, let let, let this segment go that way. Y'all know what I'm talking about. But I wanted to talk about the 1968 article that Brent Musburger wrote about John Carlos and Tommy Smith. Now, initially... What I said in the first segment says that I think he called them stormtroopers. No, he used harsher words than that. What he called them, what he said was they looked like a couple of black skinned stormtroopers holding aloft their black gloved hands during the playing of the national anthem. They sprinkled their symbolism with black track shoes and black scarves and black power medals. It's destined to go down as the most unsubtle demonstration in the history of protests. That's what Brent Musburger wrote in 1967. Now, Brent Musburger went on to become a beloved figure in the sports world. And if I'm not mistaken, he never even apologized for this. You know, he damaged these guys He helped to damage the image of these guys and their families, you know, with the article that he wrote. And this is what I was talking about in the first segment, where there was a time when the narrative of what was being pushed was pushed by white reporters. And even when they didn't know what they were talking about. I mean, a simple interview with the uh, with Tommy Smith and John Carlos would have yielded a much more truthful 
at least it would have it would have yielded an article with much more credibility. But they weren't looking for credibility back then. And then they, a lot of them are not looking for credibility now. They're just looking for a narrative to be pushed. That's it. So for a long time, John Carlos and Tommy Smith were seen as, as Brent Musburger put it, black skinned stormtroopers holding aloft their black gloves during the playing of the national anthem. Sound familiar? The only thing Colin Kaepernick did was he was sitting during the national anthem and he wasn't even doing it out in the open. He just sat while the national anthem was being played. He sat behind everyone and he just sat down. Mahmoud Abdul Rauf did the same thing in the 90s. He just sat down during the national anthem. When you asked them why they did it and they told you why they did it, Colin Kaepernick was protesting, silent protest, protesting police brutality and how it was being handled in America. Mahmoud Abdul Rauf was still protesting the treatment of black Americans here in America, even in the 90s. John Carlos and, and, and Tommy Smith were protesting. I mean, Avery Bundrich, Bundrich who was the uh, IOC, head of the IOC committee uh, back then, he was, I mean, this guy was a staunch racist anti-Semite. He was the one that brought the Olympics. He had a huge hand in bringing the Olympics to Nazi Germany in 1936. But Brent Musburger kind of described him as being a, a, a saintly old grandfather back then. See, and this is what I'm talking about. That's what I was talking about. And even though I'm not comparing Chris Mad Dog Russo with what these guys did. That was the way the white media portrayed things back uh, back then. And that's and I think that's that's what he was doing right then. Intentionally or not, you had two black guys on the on the set saying that's not what he's saying. He's saying I keep receipts, meaning that I'm going to remember everything that was said. Nope. What did Chris Maddow Russo say? No, he doesn't want to take accountability for his actions. You see how things can go awry just because you have a narrative that you want to push? I mean, Brent Musburger, I mean, his article really went left. And, uh, well, uh, if you're talking about political size, it went right, actually. But... I mean, this guy was really, really, really harsh. I mean, there was something else that he said. He said something about the country picking up their tab and these guys uh, enjoying. Uh, okay, here it is. Now, I'm, I'm just going to read this uh, th- th- this article. Uh, these are Brent Musburger's words. Now, he said, but you've got to give Smith and Carlos credit for one thing. They knew how to deliver what it was 
they were trying to deliver on international television, thus ensuring maximum maximum embarrassment for the country that is picking up the tab for their room and board here in Mexico City. One gets a little tired of having the United States run down by athletes who are enjoying themselves at the expense of their country. Really? Really? Everything that was going on in black America in the 60s, the 50s, and the 40s. We should have we enjoyed the fact that they were paying room and board for us to go and give glory to this country on the Olympic stage. And we should just keep our mouths shut about what's actually going on in this country because they were paying our room and board. They weren't just sending us on vacation. This wasn't a situation where they said, "Okay, you guys go to Mexico City, enjoy yourselves. And, you know, you're black. So we're going to pick up your room and board. We're going to give you guys uh, meals and and you're going to be able to enjoy Mexico City. No, these guys were running for this country to give this country glory in the Olympics. This wasn't a free vacation. And from what I understand, Brent Musburger never even was never even held accountable for this article. And this is what I'm saying. That's what I was saying in in, in the first segment. These things still go on today, but you have more pushback. You say, no, the only one who was really pushing back on that set on first take was Jay Williams. Jay Williams literally said out loud, that's not what he was saying. No. That's not right. You know, Stephen A. Smith and, and, and Molly Karam, you know, they they, they, they they were playing mediators. And, and, you know, I'm not knocking them. You know, that look, other people's going to knock them. I'm not going to knock them on the show. But all I'm saying is this. Is that that's the way it was. And that's the way people were portrayed by the sports media. It was a narrative that was pushed. It was a perception that was going to be given to these athletes based on, really based on nothing. I mean, what Chris Mad Dog Russo said about John Morant had, I mean, it was really based, it wasn't based on anything. It was, look, this is, this is what I think he meant. And even though people saying, okay, that's what you think, but this is what he was actually saying. No, this is what I think he meant. So this is what's going to be out there. Period. Now, of course, it probably won't go anywhere because if anybody listens or sees that segment, you know, they're going to see the pushback. They're going to actually see Jay Williams say, no, look, I keep receipts means that, hey, I remember what you said. And believe me, once I get through doing what I'm doing, I'm using this as fuel. Once I get through doing what I'm doing. okay, You know, I'm going to point the finger back at you guys. Deion Sanders said the same thing. I keep receipts. You know, people that are talking about his Colorado team right now. Okay, once we're better, he even said, you guys better get me now. Because once I bring this bring this program back to his former glory, <coughs> excuse me, to his former glory, I'm going to be pointing fingers at all you guys. I remember what all you said. Now, does that mean that Deion Sanders does not want to be, take, be held accountable for his actions? Nothing to do with it. And I just want to say this real quick. No, I'm not comparing 
uh, Chris Mad Dog Russo to the Brent Musburger article. But I'm just saying, I'm just letting people know that it's the same thing. Doesn't matter how harsh it is. Now, John Carlos and Tommy Smith, from what I understand, um, I was reading this article and and they said that um, because Jesse Owens went in at the time and I saw a documentary about this earlier. Excuse me. Uh, a lot of the athletes, the young athletes at the time, Jesse Owens would, would, would go and he would try to talk to them. But they didn't want to hear anything from Jesse Owens. <clears throat> Excuse me. They said, what do you want us to be like you? I remember one athlete in particular said, oh, you want us to be like you? So when you came back from the Olympics, what were you doing? You were racing horses. You're not here with that. Nobody wanted to hear that. So, but John Carlos said he and Jesse Owens, before Jesse Owens died, look, we cleared the air before he passed away behind closed doors and everything was good. But they did say, if you brought up Brent Musburger, John Carlos kind of gritted his teeth, according to the article. Just like, hmm, I don't know about that guy. And no one's ever held him accountable for that article. Now, Brent Musburger is in his 80s now, so no one's going to go. He's, I believe he's retired. No one's going to go to. We're going to knock on his door now and say, hey, what you wrote in 1968 was wrong. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm calling for. I'm just trying to give examples of the way that these things were happening back then when there was no diversity uh, or very little diversity in sports journalism. And you have a little more now. And even though you have a little more now and people are telling you, no, that's not the case. These narratives and these perceptions are still trying to be pushed. Regardless. So. I just want to put that out just to give my first segment. A little more emphasis. To let you know that. Articles like Brent Musburger's were rampant back then. Everybody wanted to say what the black community was saying, but nobody went to the black community and took what they were saying and wrote it in the paper. Even if even if they were interviewed, even if black people were interviewed back then. The white journalists would go and say, "Okay, this is what they said, but this is what they really meant. So now I'm glad Jay Williams pushed back during that segment. Uh, I'm not really upset with Brent Musburger. That was 55 years ago. I was just born. (laughs) And you know what? I mean, because look, I'm not going to hold on to the anger. I'm angry at this article, though. And I'm angry that John Carlos and Tommy Smith, they had to go through what they went through because of articles like this. Yes, I am still angry, even though that happened in the past. It's not going to burn me up or anything like this. Oh, you know, you hold on to anger and and, and it just consumes you. It's not going to consume me. But I'm, but I'm like, look, yeah, he should have been held accountable. And this article should be talked about more in, in, in sports journalism out in front of everyone and say, look, this is what we don't need. We don't need things like this. I mean, later on, when Laura Ingram told LeBron James, shut up and dribble. Let us do the talking. We're going to dis- We are going to describe and we are going to put out what you guys uh, mean and and, and we're going to push narratives and push perceptions. Only thing we want you to do is shut up and dribble. 
That's it. Don't talk about any social issues like that. Let the, let the grownups handle that. You guys just play these kiddie games. See you know what I mean? That was the way things were done. And that's the way things are still done. But at least now we're getting pushback. Big difference. That's just something about you guys. Let me know what you think.